0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to Gay With God, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Are we still searching? The stories you hear in this podcast will melt your heart and can strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible, and you can be authentically Gay with God. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. So today I am pleased to welcome my friend Todd onto the Gay with God podcast. Todd grew up in Salisbury, North Carolina and graduated in 1984. He has moved to several cities within his lifetime, and I'm grateful that one of those cities was Ashboro, so that we could meet following the pandemic he has moved back to salisbury to be closer to his family todd welcome to the show and i'm so glad that you are here love you
1: thank you they love you thank you so much <laughs> for inviting me
0: oh you are so welcome so today's all about our faith journey stories and so i'm interested in hearing yours so when did you know that you were gay
1: you know um it was i was very young um when I when I I knew I it was a little different for me as far as how I felt towards um, other guys and it wasn't a sexual thing at all it was just um, the the closeness that I had had with them and mm-hmm. and and it wasn't until I was like in my teens that I thought okay I, I think I might be gay and and you at the time you know. You know, at, when I was in, in in junior high and high school, that was just a no-no, and you <laughs> yeah. especially from a um, very religious family. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I had girlfriends in high school, went to the proms with them. Mm-hmm. Um, never had any kind of um, in inter- i didn't have I- intercourse with any of them because I felt that's not what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why. You know, mm-hmm. I was just so really confused. And I was just kind of torn, you know, back and forth, you know, um, you know, trying to figure out what was right, what was wrong. And so I, I would say I was probably before I was a teenager when I realized I was, it was, I had an attraction for mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Does that? It, it,
0: I think that's the hardest part is that we feel that emotional closeness. And sometimes we don't even recognize if it's a, if it's a sexual attraction, because it's kind of, that's not in our wheelhouse at that age. We don't we don't think of things in a sexual way, but we know that we're deeply exactly. committed, you know, to a certain gender, yes. and that it's different. I I can remember, and I've said this on the podcast before, that I would go down to the altar every Sunday crying, knowing that I was messed up somehow because I was not like anybody else that I knew. You know, all the girls were talking about I dating guys. Same, same and yeah, yeah, and it's so yeah. painful to think that it's all something wrong with us. So I totally, I totally understand that, and and being exactly. in a religious family, did you get messages early on about, you know, gay people in general? Was it ever discussed in your home?
1: Well, I wasn't allowed to watch Three's Company or listen to Boy George.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that, that us, doesn't question. <laughs> Yes, i mean i remember
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i mean um seriously um yes i thought okay um i guess um you know the company had a gay character and soap had a gay character i wasn't allowed to watch any of that and i and i started thinking well maybe it's of the gay thing and you know maybe i'm <laughs> maybe something, something's messed up with me you know and the whole dichotomy of good and bad just you know just surfaced and raised his ugly head and I was just really just confused and which way do I go I'm being torn you know it's just a little, ah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was just um, that's kind of yeah and and then yeah it, it was mentioned a few times like at church and stuff and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't directed towards me telling mm-hmm. me that it was wrong because you know no one really knew anything then Right. I mean, you know, I was maybe a little um, feminine for most guys. You know, I like to play with my hair a lot, but you know, it just—it <laughs> just wasn't really—it just really wasn't mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of figured out, you know, by those things telling me I was—I shouldn't listen to this or that, or watch this or that, and—and and they all had the common thing of, of <laughs> a gay character, or gay right? Person.
0: Right. So it wasn't real blatant, but you got you definitely got the message in church that it wasn't okay, And you got the the message in a subtle way. So when you when did you come out to to them? Did you ever do that?
1: I did. um, And they kind of suspected because when I moved out, um, they saw me around town hanging out with some people that were questionable in their minds. Thank you know you. they were uh-huh. they were fine fine with me. You know I was living my life. Um, so and then I had um a guy friend that moved in with me, and you know it seems like they were on my back all the time, and they were following mm. me around, and they would do this and that. So, um, fast forward. Um, you know I had a you know well I. I had a twin sister who she passed away in 97. We can touch on that later. She was also gay and she and I um, found out about each other. um, And we both decided, let's do this. So we both came out to my parents and at the
0: same time,
1: at the same time. Yes. So that was like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. it was a double whammy. So, um, Hmm. Yeah, and we were in our twenties. Uh, I would say probably twenty-four, maybe. Wow. When that, when that happened, she passed away. When she was thirty-one. So yeah, about twenty-four, she and I both decided, all right, you know, enough is mm-hmm. enough. Uh
0: huh.
1: Well, you know, this this is who we are.
0: Yeah, good for you. And it
1: was tough. They um, you know, they had um, you know, there were a lot of tears, and you know, still um you know, there was uh, denial and, you know, no, no, you're not. And you, you know, you know, you're going to hell. Mm. Um, and we went to, um, counseling together and of their choice. They, and I thought, Oh, we're going to yeah. be, it's not going to be good. What well, turns out the counselor that, that, um, um, that, you know, did the session for us. She was actually on our side. Wow. I, mean, she, I mean, towards the end of it, she looked at my parents and said, um, I really don't think your children are going to hell for being gay. I think there's a lot worse things they could do. And my parents did not like that at all. But
0: so counseling I, ended.
1: I smiled. <laughs> I smiled and walked out. I was like, yes.
0: Did they ever now, take I you felt, back? You
1: know, I felt like no, no, we didn't go back to her. Not to her. No, I got a lot of literature. I no, I got a lot of literature in the mail. Okay. Um you know a lot of visits to my door um bible in hand scriptures you know oh. um just you know just constant badgering and and I just and you know it didn't really pull me away from god but it just made me feel like how why, why am i being told these horrible things about the god that i always knew as a loving god you know mm-hmm. it just it was it was hard mm-hmm. it was really hard
0: yeah, that's, I think that's the most damning thing that people can do is, is separate us, you know, even though you didn't stop believing and you, it was so painful to have those messages conflict with what you had in your heart about God. Exactly. and. Exactly for me, it was always the doubt, like, well, what if they're right, you know, and, and it took me forever. I mean, I didn't come out until I was in my, in, I was 30. And I just, I couldn't, because of the religious stuff, um, allow myself to believe I was gay. I just couldn't do it for the longest time. And, you know, until there was Sue and then it's like, okay. <laughs> and even then it took right, us a right, long right. time for me to come right. out. But um, yeah, I think that's just, I think for for the faith journeys that we have, it is the interference of others. It's not between us and God, or between us and Jesus. It's between us and society, us and the global church, and how they interpret the scriptures. That's so painful.
1: Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And I and I also had a lot of doubt, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, maybe they're right, yeah. and and maybe that's why I started, you know, dating girls and 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 mm-hmm. you know this and that not just i I was i was trying to fight my feelings Mm
0: -hmm. and at
1: the same time i was trying to please others yes and if like i said finally me and my twin sister said you know why don't we please ourselves (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what
0: i mean yeah
1: (laughs) why are we pleasing others yeah it's just you know we got to be ourselves and you know so hey
0: yep so that how did that affect your parents and in your relationship
1: you know, they were not open arm. They were not accepting of that at all. Mm-hmm. We were told, "No, you're, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not." It's a phase. You know, I don't know if they said, I don't know if they said it was a phase, but
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, that's such a, um, that's something you hear a lot. You know, yes. with 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 children, with parents and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's a phase you're going through. Well, no, it's kind of not. I didn't decide to wake up one day and thought, "Hey, let's be gay." You mm-hmm. know, I just. It's just something I dealt with for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean felt for a long time, not dealt with. I should say dealt with. But anyway, they um no, they were not open arm about it. And um, you know, I, I have a lot of um <laughs> I, I don't know how to say this without without crying, but it just um
0: It's okay if you cry, buddy. it,
1: it, it hurt me because of some of the things that my dad said to my you know me and me and tracy yeah mm-hmm. and um then when she passed you know i had a whole lot of resentment towards him about things mm-hmm. that he said to her and um yeah it's just um and then even after she passed away i thought you okay, could okay maybe it took this for the and still my dad made some comments towards me after the fact and i'm just like wow um. And there's so many times I want to say to him, you know, why, why, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't, you, you know, you had your chance with Tracy and, and the way you made and but he's, you know, he's at the age now where there's really no use talking about it. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, I just, I kind of bottle things up, but, <laughs> you know, when it comes to that. And I think that's why me and my dad butt heads a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out, just uh, on the defense and um I don't know did I answer your question <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's not good yet that's what you're saying <laughs> that, that between you and your dad no, even though he no, loves you and we, you love him yeah,
1: we just we do not talk about it
0: yeah it's
1: not just not really discussed and mm-hmm. me and my mom ha- came you know you know she's kind of in bad health right now but she and I um kind of came a long way we we would talk about stuff mm-hmm. you know exes my exes and we would talk about stuff you know she and i one-on-one mm-hmm. me and dad not so much
0: so the um, the likelihood that you could bring, you know, could you bring a partner home the silence to tells you to everything to
1: meet, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know this it's it's, it's you be to your uh, home to their house to meet them
0: yeah, to to have like a family get together or something, if they Thanksgiving oh. dinner and you'd bring your your boyfriend home, or how would that go over if you if you actively were gay in front of them? Do you think?
1: I would feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I, I that's a tough question. Um,
0: But what you're telling me is that it wouldn't be comfortable and that, you know, they're not ready.
1: Well, I just, I don't think it'd be fair to my partner because I know the reception Mm -hmm. they would get. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You know, and I just don't, I, I just don't think I would want to put anybody through that.
0: Yeah.
1: I might say over the phone, you know, this is, this is, you know, somebody I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like banging around my parents i just i know i know how they would act and yeah. i just, i would feel very uncomfortable for the other person
0: yeah yeah uh,
1: does that make any sense i'm just it does I'm not, and i'm not ashamed to be who i am please right. i'm not ashamed of who i am it's just um i try to look after the ones i care about
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i don't want anybody to feel like i felt what i was coming out. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just a, a situation where they've never come full circle to include you as a um include you with a partner and see that as a good thing. To them, they still are in the entrapment of believing that it's wrong. Right. Yeah. And and I agree with you that that there, you know, I was talking about this with with another guest the other day about the There's a line between allowing someone to stomp on our authenticity and also there's that same line is there to protect you from not getting more bashed. Than you have been in the past and also protecting the people around you like you love your parents, and you don't want to hurt them. You love your partner, you wouldn't want to hurt that person. And you don't want to have to have a horrible day. (laughs) You know, it's sometimes it's harder to sometimes go through and become authentic in, you know, in a situation like a Thanksgiving dinner or reunion, you know, because it's, it just blows it all up in your face. Um, You know, when I remember back in the day, my dad, we had a family reunion and I went, but I was not allowed to say anything about, you know, who I was with. And I spent the whole day not answering questions. Well, are you married? And I'd have to say, well, no. And well, are you dating? Well, no, <laughs> and it looked like I didn't have a life. You know, <laughs> Midge is just here, and she doesn't do anything, <laughs> she doesn't have well. You'll find a husband soon, they'd say. You'll find a husband soon, poor thing.
1: Oh, and, yeah, yeah, all right that. yeah,
0: and and with the there were other reunions, and and I said to my dad when the next one was scheduled, I said, Hey, I said, um. I'm not, I can't, I'm going to, if I come to the reunion, I said, I'm not going to lie this time. I said, if people ask me questions, I'm going to tell them about my relationship and I'm going to tell them who I am so that they know I actually exist and I have a life. And he said, then you best not come. And so I missed the next three reunions because I wasn't Uh, allowed to be truthful and Uh, I wasn't willing to go without, you know, either with my partner or at the time. And, you know, so it, it's really hard when you ha- you know you there there's a line between for me when I was willing to play nice and when I was willing to say this is who I am and if you can't be in a relationship with me I understand you know because I'm not you know I just couldn't and that's part of my my DNA somehow I am wired to be authentic <laughs> and I just can't stand it when I'm not and sometimes I'm not I won't tell everybody everything but um yeah I'm more of a you know I spent 30 years not realizing that I was gay or not admitting it and once I finally did it it was like they opened I opened the gate <laughs> it was like I can't I can't go back <laughs> I can't do it yeah
1: exactly yeah. exactly and, so, and and you know uh touching back on what I was talking about um a while ago for anybody who's listening you know my situation, and their, somebody else's situation is a little different. You absolutely. know, absolutely. I just, I just—is it important to to feel accepted by your family? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and my 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 siblings—they they love me. My nephews i mean, I don't have a problem with any of them. They all love me mm-hmm. to death. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if my parents don't always accept it, that's okay.
0: Absolutely. That's okay. For I you, don't, we
1: mm-hmm. just just don't talk about. it. We don't have to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yep. And I I have friends, you you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's okay. Yes.
0: And that's why I love this story is because what I did for me and what you do for you is still okay. Both ways. Yeah. That our stories are unique in how we managed our, our own needs and, and the needs of the people that we love. And that's why it's not like a single coming out story that this is how we all did it. No, we have a variety of ways that we did it. Absolutely. We, I wrote yeah. a letter. I didn't even do it in person because I was scared to death to do it. And so I wrote a letter. And, and that's what matters. And that's okay. And it turned out to be really okay, because the reaction apparently they had when the letter got there, I wouldn't have wanted to be there for that. (laughs) It would have been (laughs) ugly, and it would not have been good for me. So, um, so my intuition about that was correct. Um, So, you know, it is absolutely okay that some people are open about it, that some people demand things, you know, and that other people don't. And if it's working for you, my friend, then there you go. I'm proud of you.
1: And you know, I I have friends that their um, their parents when they go when they open up, you know, by themselves, you know, their parents are like, yeah, well, we already knew, yeah. and we love you, we love you, yeah. And I feel like, oh, I want that so, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted that so bad. Yes, yes. You know, just yeah. to say it's okay, we already knew, yeah. and it just makes me want to cry mm-hmm. when I when I hear stories like that because it's so touching to me.
0: Mm-hmm
1: like i said you know my my situation is different from other people and um am i a little envious yeah i'm a little envious it wasn't that easy for me but you know um you know parents yeah parents are listening hey listen to your children love them
0: yes Yes. they are yeah Yeah. can we go back to tracy for a minute and um it may be a question that you can't answer for her but i was wondering how did she, how was she affected by their lack of acceptance?
1: Well, you know, um, she and I have similar stories. I mean, she, um, she had these attraction for women, just like I had, you know, mm-hmm. attraction for me. So, cause we, you know, we, we, we talked about this, but, um, um, it, it hurt her. Mm-hmm. You know, just like it hurt me that mm-hmm. and some of the things that were said to her just really, like I said, just really bothers me. Cause she, she was in a relationship at the time. And, you know, my dad pulled me to the side at a family, it was, I think it was Christmas, I don't know, and asked me about her. Is she still seeing that girl? I said, yeah, I think she is. Well, and then he threatened to cut us out of the wheel, and, you know, mm-hmm. she, seeing this woman and, and then you know Tracy and my 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 niece at the time, my niece was young, and my nieces loved Tracy, and they would just you know, you know that you know every time she would give her a kiss, and my dad said mm-hmm. something about that. Oh. You know? And I was just you know just stuff like that. I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you kidding me? Just because she's gay, and you you got a problem with that?
0: Yeah.
1: It's just you know, and yeah, it hurt her mm-hmm. because she did some of the things, and um. Oh, you just muted yourself. Sorry, that's did, okay. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Did that? I, I mean, sorry. I kind of. <laughs> I'm ADD. I kind of golfed. gracious. No, you're
0: fine. You're fine. <laughs> that's yeah. You and uh, I, I just know that for you know, you love Tracy so much, and and I know it would hurt you you, you would put yourself to the side, but you would be hurting for Tracy. And I know you hurt for yourself, but I also know your deep love for Tracy would have, would have taken a hit too, if, if they were being, you know, disrespectful to her and, and hurting her in any way emotionally. So, so you said that as your faith journey goes, that, that you always kind of kept that knowing about God and that relationship with God. Tell me what that looks like to you, your relationship with God.
1: Um, you mean, um, presently, yes. Oh, um, yeah, I have. Um, do I go to church every Sunday? No, um, would I like to? Yeah, if I could find a church that was accepting, of me, and I know, right, people, you and I have spoken about it but now that I moved. I, I, I want to try to find one right here, yes, but yeah, I mean, I talk to God uh, every day, and you know, um, I just you know, I do have a close relationship with him in my heart and it's my relationship, you know, it's, it's, it's how I, it's how I feel. And do I, you know, I know he's real and, you know, um, I know he, he loves me for who I am. Um, and I do pray, um, almost on a daily basis, you know, God forgive me if, you know, if, if, if if I'm not living the way you want me to live, forgive me. Um, you know, and, you know, that's that doubt thing coming out sometimes. Mm-hmm. You
0: know. Oh yeah.
1: And, and I do. Um, you know, I just you know, I just pray to Him that, you know, to to, to be in my life and I, to accept me for who I am, and I accept you as my Savior. I will never deny you. Um, and just you know, I I know in my heart. If something would happen to me that that you know i will i will be with god mm-hmm. and trace and you know Tracy again yeah Boston. um yeah. and that's that's gonna be a beautiful day but um yeah i have a, i have a good relationship with god and and you know i'm not perfect um i don't go to church like i should um but i would like to if i could find one that was fitting for me you, you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, because there's no, you know, there's no reason to to put yourself through a sermon talking about how we're going to hell, (laughs) and the last, and or on Mother's Day, well, if you're not a godly woman, you're going to raise one of those homosexuals. That was the last time I went with my mother to Mother's Day. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? You're going to pull that out on Mother's Day?
1: (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Don't you love that? I I mean, I have walked out for church before Mm -hmm. because. some of the stuff and the and the thing is the pastor knew
0: yeah oh yeah
1: went down to the altar we spoke about it and he still well yeah on a on another day brought up something and i'm just like wow i just got it walked out yeah and i don't think back to that church after that
0: probably not
1: (laughs) probably not
0: So you said earlier that, that God loves you and that, and you know, for who you, you are, how did you, how did you hold on to that, that with all the messages that you were getting from family and the church, that God loves you for who you are?
1: Well, just from some of the, um, you know, the stories, you know, um, that, you know, from the Bible and and Mm -hmm. the things that, you know, people that, you know, have always told me, you know, Mm -hmm. You know, God God loves you for for who you are in a sense, mm-hmm. in a sense. and mm-hmm. um so I knew that um I knew he I knew he loved me. I could I could feel it.
0: Uh-huh. you know,
1: when I would talk to him, I could just feel him,
0: mm-hmm. his presence
1: and I knew that it was okay. Yeah. That I was gonna be okay. I love that.
0: I love that. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just Right now, I'm just trying to find, uh, cause I do want to be closer to him. And as far as, because mm-hmm. he, he's really blessed me in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you know everybody has tragedies, and, but I feel like you know I've really been blessed. Um, and I just want to, you know, get closer with him. And I'm, you know, if that means finding the the right church and the right fit, you know, I, I hope that happens soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too, And I buddy. like to watch Joyce Meyer on TV. Oh, do you?
1: Yeah, I, I like watching Joyce Meyer. I I mm-hmm. really like her. So <laughs> I watch her on TV. But um,
0: well, you can streamline our our service. Remember that I'll send you a link because the Good Shepherd is li- now live streaming. So if you can't be here in person, which maybe someday you'll come to Ashboro and we can go together, but um, but you can catch the live stream. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you yeah, can I'm do so that.
1: glad they're doing services now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, and the live stream is such a cool thing because there are times that, you know, like I felt kind of wonky this last weekend and I, I just, I, I was able to catch it online and not go in person, you know, cause I wasn't sure why I was feeling wonky and I didn't want to, you know, give some sort of crud or something to somebody. No, I do not have COVID. Yes. I've been very careful. Yes. I've been vaccinated for all you. <laughs> Let's go down the whole list. <laughs> midge just fine. midge just fine. I just felt wonky and didn't want to go, but I caught oh, it yeah. online. So that's oh, yeah. cool. So I have yeah, one. and
1: fun. I and I going to go ahead. No, no, go. Tell no, me. no. I was just going to say when you explained about how they were doing the services at that church right now, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, about the being vaccinated and you know. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. the The policy is at nine o'clock service. Everybody is is masked and socially distanced, and uh, they even have pew set up with green tape on it so that you sit away from other people and and staggered and it's really done very well. The the parish vestry has spent uh, and the reopening committee have spent hours and hours, you know, going over the guidelines and making sure it's really good. And then the 1030 service is more designed for the folks who are fully vaccinated, where we can gather together without a mask and, and sit where we want. And the only time we're masked up at 1030 is if people are singing. And that's still one thing that they're being careful about is that, you know, singing promotes more, spit out into the world so, so if you're singing you're masked up but uh if right. you're not you don't exactly. have to be and if you come to 10 exactly. 30 service and you're not vaccinated you're asked to wear a mask throughout the service but um yeah they've done a really good job about that and it is probably um you know the most accepted i have felt in a in any kind of a church setting once i came out uh, except for the MCC, the Metropolitan Community Church, up in Greensboro, where I went when I was first trying to come out, or thinking about it, or wondering if I was gay, and uh, my therapist had sent me to meet Christine Oscar, who's now deceased. God bless her. And um, but that's that's the only way that I was able to kind of begin to blend the religion part and my my authenticity. So yeah, so it's good. I'll give you. Right. The, let me because i'm 62 i'm gonna write me a little uh link of church to talk. <laughs> so i'll really do it
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i, would, yeah, yeah. I, I know I, I i you know a lot of um during, especially during the pandemic i would go on there to watch it and some days i would forget and i yeah. you know i'd catch i think they, do they do they um um they'll air it later after it's recorded yeah. right yes yeah there are videos oh, I I would, that's the one i usually
0: yeah, yeah that's what it. I
1: usually call. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yep. So. Yep. it's all good. All right, my friend. Well, you have been a delight to talk to. And I have one final question for you. Um, so think about your journey and when you were struggling to, to kind of put it all together. and And after you kind of knew that you were and you were coming out, what is one thing that you would share with someone else who may be struggling? What is one thing that could have helped you? when you were coming out through this journey
1: say lots of prayers mm-hmm. no um I, I say that you know I, but no really um i would say to anyone especially you know young people that have might have a have a feeling um that they might be gay mm-hmm whatever you do
0: uh-oh todd froze are you back todd <laughs> he was are you back
1: <laughs>
0: hey i was like there you go okay i don't so, know
1: what
0: i don't either frozen then I, it died, but that's okay. I don't know what happened no problem so you were you were saying if you if you ha- are young and you have feelings that you're gay
1: oh uh, yeah yeah i mean and if you and if you um you know and you, you feel like you need to come out do it on your own terms mm. don't let anyone tell you um rush you or make or you know make a decision for you that's your decision
0: good for you and yeah.
1: if you you know when you're ready to come out and you're comfortable with doing it do so but don't listen you know if your friends are saying do it do it do it you, do it on your own terms and that's that's the only advice I could give is just mm-hmm. you know go about it you know. Just make sure you have a good support group. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you have a good support group. And um when you're ready to do it, you know, um, you know, like I said, do it on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I just um it just um hang in there. I mean it, you know, things might be rough. Um and if you um are feeling like you're neglected by a family, Um, just, you know, talk to somebody, Um, you know, just just don't feel like you're the only one in the world, because you're not, and yeah, and just, just talk to someone, and you know, love yourself, love yourself. Cause you're, Hey, we're all, we're all, we're all, I'll have, you know, Red Bull and we're all the same people, mm-hmm. um, you know, just be yourself.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Todd, I really thank you for coming today and for all of you out there uh, who can relate to Todd's story and, and have those feelings that, you know, you're in that space where you know more about yourself that you're afraid to share that you need to share. And if you are authentically gay, remember that you've always been gay with God because God is within us and if you're authentically gay, you all always have been gay with God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Gay with God and we thank Todd and we appreciate him. Stay tuned thank all you. listeners to oh you are so welcome buddy. Stay tuned listeners and find out how you can join the Gay with God community and we'll see you next week. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4 a song found
1: on his CD entitled Sundance.